You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 4.30, Kimbo on the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. All thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Talking of games, how big is it going to be on Friday? The first showdown ever in the AFLW. <laughs> in the AFLW. <laughs> the uh, we now complete. Yeah, we've got a showdown. We spoke Dan Hatchard last night. Tonight, because we're into fairness, Rooch, Ange Foley <laughs> will join us now from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Did that get you up and about, Ange? I did a little bit. I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got goosebumps. I'm ready now. <laughs> oh, I watched you on the news. You looked ready yesterday, too, at the press conference. Yeah. Um, the game yeah, gets on. Nice. Game gets underway Friday night at seven thirty. We'll talk about that shortly. But you came off a loss on Sunday, fourteen points. Could have been a lot worse against the Suns. How did you rate the performance? Yeah, obviously, no, I'm disappointed um, in the loss. Um, we got off to probably not the greatest start that we wanted mm. to. Let them get the hop on us, um, especially in the second quarter. But to our absolute credit, um, after half time and in that fourth quarter, I think we kicked four goals, but. Obviously, a short AFRW game means we ran out of time and, um, yeah, disappointing. Hey, and you were in showdown mode already. You were pretty physical. Yeah, I was trying to get the girls up and about, yeah, trying were, to inspire yeah. them and do what I could do. A um, couple, couple of times there, we got a little bit of momentum and um, helping spur them on. So, um, but as I said, we, we ended up just short. Let's do some uh, stats and uh, 16 disposals, one goal and a world record. The first AFLW player ever to be reprimanded for staging. Did you know is that? Is it ever? Is it? <laughs> it's ever no, in seven know. seasons. Uh, what did oh, you do? Someone's got to hold the record, don't they? What did you do? Did you, um, <laughs> we tried to find it. Happened in the last quarter. Uh, yeah, it was um, just before the goal that I um, got a free kick for a reversal and there was a bit of pushy, shovey, I suppose, afterwards. Um, I gave a free kick away and then the ball got reversed, so that's why I got to kick my goal, which was nice, but um, not a not a proud moment, not a great record that I want to um, be known for, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, life goes on. You learn from your mistakes, I suppose. Oh, I, oh, you got a goal out of it. I uh, Yeah, I know the incident now. Right. You fell out of the actual screenshot, and uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most physical uh, approach that anyone's received. But hey, Kate Sermon received a $400 sanction for rough conduct for a dangerous tackle. Mm. And a little left field, I've felt awkward for this for part-time sports athletes being fine, like $400. Uh, do you have a view on that? Mm. Or you're not allowed to talk about it? Um, I don't really have a view on it. I suppose um, 
you know, I suppose like it is what it is and we kind of we've got rules in place and when things like that happen I suppose the AFL need to put some sanctions in to mm. um, stop us from doing it and to protect us so um, you know it's a bit of a slap on the wrist I understand that it's not amazing to be paying mm. fines but we all we are also getting paid and pay is going up and therefore fines mm. and sanctions and all those kinds of things go up as well so um, my, my opinion is it is what it is and she gets a bit of a slap on the wrist and maybe it, um, you know, just helps protect us, I suppose. Now, Ange, the boys at Port Adelaide have been very good at serving up a bit of talk before showdowns to get it all a bit, you know, heated. It's been started by Chris Davies a couple of years ago, followed by the leadership group this year before the last showdown. Now, you're known to not be short of a word or two. Justine Mules is not short of a word or two. Are you going to serve it up with a lip? Or is it just going to be a quiet entry into this showdown and see what happens on the night? I think it might be a little quiet entry, see what happens, and then maybe we'll talk about it next year, you know? Just kind of like let all the cards play out on the night. And um, No, you know what? There was a little bit of banter between Chelsea and I yesterday. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, good relationships and yeah, friendships that we've yeah. got with the girls at the Crows. And um, obviously that's probably something that um, the boys don't have. Yep. and. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're all, all, both teams, both clubs are really excited about the opportunity to be able to play against each other in the first ever showdown. I think more about excitement than anything. Um, we got asked yesterday if the rivalry, um, has started or will it start or will it be something that will take a while to mm. form? Um, I think, you know, absolutely it's going to be a rivalry as soon as the bou- the ball goes up for the first bounce and, um, we'll go about it in really good spirits as, um, you know, all AFLW and AFL um, mm. players go about their business and I'm just excited for the game. Is that the hard part for you, Ange? Because you, Aaron and Justine Mules have a legacy at Adelaide, so it's a bit hard to actually see them in a negative light like the men do? Yeah, probably might be a little bit to do with it. Um, you know, I think in general there's a real passion, um, you know, and just like a real kind of um, love and appreciation for each other, I suppose, across the board in all clubs about where, you know, AFLW is and how it's been formed over the last six years. And um, we just love playing, honestly, like absolutely love playing. And, um, you know, but we are out there to be competitive, don't get me wrong. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's more of a a passion and a want to be good and want to put our um, skills on show and... Um, yeah, just do it for the love of the game, I suppose. Yeah, but Ange, it wasn't the real thing until Port Adelaide arrived, was it? <laughs> no, 100%. You know, now that Port Adelaide are in and there's now 18 teams, it's, it's a real competition. <laughs> yeah, Dinkum, Ange, you've got amnesia. You forgot very quickly, haven't you? I'm gutted. It's on. Uh, <laughs> far be it for us to try and evoke a right or any ill Why feeling. Not? But we had, Ange, we had Anna Hatch out on yesterday, and I said, do you think there'll be any tagging roles done by... Um, by Port Adelaide, and we mentioned that we'd be speaking to you today. This is what she had to say about maybe you tagging her. Oh, potentially. She might want to annoy someone um, through the game, but, yeah, she'll definitely uh, probably be down back um, controlling the back, so uh, potentially she might get a tagging role. Um, if she wants to tag me, she can She can go for it. So there's an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right. <laughs> Um, what potentially, type of, you like the word potentially. Yeah, yeah, threw that in a few times. Uh, what's been the approach down there this week? It looks like Erin's doing a little less publicity. Yeah, she was. Um, she had 
commitments with the Opals, which is amazing for her. She got the call up to do a little bit of commentary in Sydney, so that's where she was yesterday. Um, and in terms of our approach, we've got our first session tonight because we played Sunday afternoon and then we didn't get back late um, till late Sunday night. So we had yesterday off. So we'll go into the club tonight for a bit of a review on Gold Coast. It's a really quick five-day turnaround. We'll have our main session um, on Wednesday. Um, the girls are really excited about that. Um, I think we get to have a run on Adelaide Oval, um, which will be awesome. Um, but we, um, you know, we'll, we'll try and approach it like any other game. I suppose it sounds a bit cliche, but you know, the more you build these things up, especially with young groups, mm. um, you know, that could take away from what our real purpose is. Um, we're really excited about the footy that we know we can play. We just got to um, try and kind of put that into four quarters of footy. Um, I think on the weekend we probably shied away from that a little bit, and um, you know, we spoke after the game about. Um, we're physically 100% capable to be able to beat any team in this competition and I absolutely strongly believe that. Um, it's maybe just the mental inexperienced side of things that we could tidy up um, really quickly and be able to be super competitive on Friday. Let me guess, Ange. I think the review will have a very strong tint on contested footy because you failed in that area at the weekend. If that's your one wood, you didn't deliver it. No, we did. You're right. We did get beaten at the contest. Um, the stats show that, so um, it's pretty easy to see. But um, the, the positive thing is it's probably something that we've won every other week this mm. season so far. So um, it's not like we don't have the physical capability to do it. We just need to um, switch on for that on Friday. Well, Ange, you've had a wonderful career already. You're going to be a part of history on Friday night, the first showdown ever. It gets underway at 7.30 at Adelaide Oval. Do you have a message for your supporter base? Uh, well, I said one yesterday um, about I hope that the Port Adelaide faithful um, get down um, to Adelaide Oval, but it's not about hoping. I absolutely know that they will. They are passionate. They want to get behind us. They are getting behind us. We loved um, their support at Alberton over the last two home games we've had and um, being our home game, um, the Never Tear Us Apart is going to be absolutely uh, going to put goosebumps definitely on the back of my neck. Um, and if you don't have your ticket, they're opening bays um, as we speak because um, they, they keep selling out the sections, which is awesome. We're hoping to get twenty to 25,000 down there and it'll be absolutely an amazing um, place to be on Friday night. So you genuinely like Never Tear Us Apart more than Here We Go, Here We Go, Camry Crow. Oh, God, there's no... There's no... <laughs> There's no comparison. Come on, Ange. I don't even. I don't even know what that is. That's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> it was the, that was the boys' first song ever before wow. they had a song. Hey, well, Ange, we always I, enjoy chatting here. You should have two showdowns a year, shouldn't you? But look, I'm not against it. But we only play. We don't even Damn. play every team once yet. That's so silly, isn't it? once we do, absolutely. Mm. Ange, we love chatting to you. All the very best, and don't stage for any free kicks. <laughs> I won't. Don't you worry. I learned my yeah, lesson. But, but keep, keep throwing your weight around, though. Rach, stop inciting <laughs> violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much, I don't guys. think I need to encourage Ange on that front, do I? Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. No. She's pretty hard at it, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Ange. Well done. Uh, looking Thanks. forward Good to later, it, Rach. Uh, 7.30. Uh, oh, Ange is a ripper. Uh, I know we touched on it yesterday when we're all tired and emotional after a big weekend. Um, Think about, prepared think about to put this. a number on it yet. Just think about this. We all remember the very first showdown, men's, mm -hmm. at, at Footy Park, April 20, 1997. 
Erin Phillips was about to turn 12 and be told she couldn't play football anymore. <clears throat> 25 years later, we've woken up. How silly were we saying to young women, you can't play the game you love? Well, that's the evolution of the world, isn't it? I would hope so. And society in general. We didn't have female police officers and many yep. things that were wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, Rich, you're wrong as well, trying to get Ange to rev up this game by saying something silly like, you know, Chris Davies has said in the past. Of course, Chris Davies is happy to the last few years to shoot the gob off a little bit. Love you, Chris-o. When they were sitting at the top of the ladder and the boys, Adelaide boys were bottom, now it's second v 14th. Yes. I think just go about your work. Showdown. Ladder doesn't mean anything. Form doesn't mean anything. You work for the club. You have a crack at the Crows girls team then. Go on. No, it's not my job to do that. Oh, right. You've gone into your shell. It's not my uh, job to do that. We're live and interactive. 0427 154 166. Give us a call. Let us know if you're going. How big will the crowd be? I think we'll do a nearest the pin on that on Friday. Uh, Thursday. Idea. On Thursday. Well, you could still do it Friday night. The game doesn't start until we're off air. All right. I hate it when you're right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.53, John Casey coming up after 5 o'clock. The voice of basketball is up in Sydney for the FIBA World Cup. Yes. It's going to say World Championship then, World, Same thing. World Cup. World Cup, World Championship. Official titles, World Cup. Is World it? Championship. You wouldn't okay. have been wrong. Good point, Rich. Not looking for an argument. Number of texts saying uh, Kim Aaron was in Sydney for the basketball. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Ange updated us there. Looking forward to that showdown on Friday. We'll do a nearest the pin, Rich. I know Should. we just touched on it. Should. We'll, we'll do one. If you were to do it now, what would you say? Hey, I'll tell you one thing that hasn't been confirmed or denied. There will be a showdown medal, surely. I would. I think so. I would hope so. Would well, we didn't so. have a first one at the first Well, they showdown. should be organised. What would it be named after? Was there just Showdown Medal? The Showdown Medal. Yeah. The Balfour's Showdown Medal. Mm, are they the sponsor? At Adelaide Oval, they are. Of the Showdowns? I don't know, Rich. Why are we talking so quietly all of a sudden? Because we're not sure where this is all going. No, and you just dodged my first question. If you were to have a say now, yes. <laughs> what would you say? If you have a stab, nearest the pin. Adelaide by 27 points. The crowd! Oh, <laughs> I thought the game. Where do you go? 32,000. 32,000? That would be enormous. Um, I'm saying 27. Let's hope we're both wrong and it's The closest 50. the pin will be about the match result, first and foremost, won't it? Oh, well, we, we did say, well, we just spoke then and said it would be the crowd. Now you've changed your mind during the ad break. Mm, well, I'm trying to work the model here. Help. It's well, uh, all up on the big draft board here. Hi, Kimbo. This is a text. Yeah. Oh, this is... Oh, gee. With can, <laughs> this is a text. Can really? Open, can open worms <laughs> everywhere. Stay with me. Uh, Port Power already have a confused identity. Don't confuse their supporters anymore. That's from Glenn. I confused. didn't mean to say Port Power. They know who they are. It was an hour ago. Oh, I shouldn't they're, read that. They're fine with who they Hi, are. Hi, Kimbo. Oh, that's they the know where their home is. They know where their club is. They know how long their club has existed. See... I they know what their club has won. I wasn't going down that track, Rich. Here's a text. Mm-hmm. So, just a thought. 
Should there be a push to have VFL premierships separate to AFL premierships? Oh. When we see Geelong win their 10th premiership, four have been in the AFL and six VFL. Obviously, Port aren't able to draw on their sample history, so why should Victorian clubs be able to draw on their history? Because it's a competition. Yes, I love my kangaroos, but at the end of the day, the way I see it is two VFL and two AFL. Thoughts, men? Oh, that's a Syria, that's from Steve. Steve, well, the kangaroo Steve, support. I actually think that Geelong should be able to count all 16 premierships that they've won because they were won in senior football. And I don't know why we are the only country in the world that tries to minimise the history of our sport. Every other country would say, this league began before even Adam knew how to tie up his sandals. What do we do? But it oh, didn't. It began there's, been in rules. there's been different rules in different states, different competitions. Do you think you think Man United doesn't count every title it's won? Who's the most successful AFL club? Most successful mm, AFL. Theoretically, Carlton forgetting Sandful, forgetting VFL. Technically, Carlton and Essendon. They've won post, the most. In oh, AFL. Well, oh, just, Rooch, well, which, which, well, when's well, AFL? I, I thought I made it clear. But when's AFL? When, when it was became a national competition. Well, when was that? When Sydney moved to. South Melbourne moved to Sydney. How do you define this national competition? I want to know the starting date. That's the confusing bit. Well, I don't bit. have the dates with me. When, Adla- when the two WA sides or one WA side and... Well, that's 87. Well, when there was a team represented from each state, what would that be? Uh, now we're talking... This, so the last entry on that one is Adelaide, isn't it? I think that's what Steve said there is a reasonable argument. Right, so that means as soon as Tassie comes in, we start at zero again, do we? Yeah. Hang on, what's Ben? Ben, I know you've sent a message. What are you waving your arms around for? Roach, read a message. I don't know what he's talking about. Here we go. Oh, it says, Premier League are doing a similar thing to the AFL. They've dismissed all goals before the EPL started in the early 90s. Well, that's silly. You count all your history. Well, not necessarily. That's what Steve I'm said. Sure, I'm sure Man United, when you go into the Man United trophy room, they haven't hidden away all the trophies that they won before there was a well, Premier League. No one said about hiding your past, Rooch. Yeah. I know you're sensitive about it, but it's not a bad idea, is it? Well, then, so Tassie comes in and we start at zero again. No. Well, that's when every state will then be involved. When's the five o'clock news? Can we go early? <laughs> well, you set the rule when every set, state is I involved. I just said, he said, Steve said, thoughts men. No. And he's talking about his side as well when there were two in the VFL, I have no, two in the AFL. I have no problem with Geelong saying it's won 16 premierships because mm. it has. All right. Aaron Phillips doing the World Cup uh, coverage with ESPN. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, Breddy giving me a thumbs up. Now, this one came through. Chera was picked up with pick six and a future third. Very good. Is that based on what's Must been be a great... for trade radio, that one. Was that after, no, we were talking about Blake Akers? No. 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 <laughs> Kimba and Roach, uh, Reed Jordan to Goey. What happens if the Saints put up a deal and he accepts it? Collingwood then match as he is restricted free agent. Does he go by the Saints contract? The one the Pies met or the one the Pies matched? James from Woodcroft. Okay, what happens there, Roach? Then he doesn't sign the Collingwood one and he puts himself out there as a delisted free agent. And could end up anywhere. There were a number of hello, players, hello, number hello, of clubs wouldn't, number of clubs wouldn't would get nervous. Oh, Jordan Degoe, North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. They've had a crack before. Yeah. Clarko could control him. Maybe, Roach.
Hey, have we got time? I think we have. We've got about 50 seconds. Uh, I just wanted to hear Chris Davies on uh, Cozzy Pickett that you've been pushing about them having interest in him. But they've got in interest. Him. Yeah. Uh, he was asked about Cozzy Pickett on the early trade. Well, no. I mean, you know, again, we, we maintain uh, interest in players who are... Um, who are interested in, in coming back to South Australia or who are from South Australia originally or who have ties to this state. So, yeah, because he's contracted to, to Melbourne, I'm, I think that that worked up a bit of a head of steam you know, over the last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, he's, he's contracted to Melbourne and, and I think uh, it's reasonable to suggest that, uh, that he's going to be staying there next year. And we'll see what happens next year, Kim. Yes, they'll keep chipping away. We'll be talking about will. it all next year. Let's go to the news on time. Five o'clock it is. Uh, John Casey coming up next to Talk Basketball. I'm Oh, I tell you what, the debate reigns supreme during the uh, news break there about whether uh, premierships from previous years in a slightly different competition should count. Well, Geelong certainly counts theirs on their own website. They point out that the Geelong Football Club's history is proud where they have won nine AFL and seven VFA premierships. That's before they won this one. So they count their seven VFA The Pivotonians. Well, uh, Steve says... Pivotonians, yes. Steve says uh, it's 10 routes, not 16. Get it right. And you had many of the players on the weekend talking about their 10th premiership. So, look, I don't know the answer to it, Rooch. Here's a quick text before we get to our next guest. Roochie, if an amateur league club went into the Sandford, would they count their premiership still? Uh, Well, let's see. That's that's a good question. No, that's a good question. Well, isn't it the same principle as what we're talking about? Yeah, but they would count their premierships. But they wouldn't count as a Sandford premiership, would it? No, not as a sample. No, well, why wouldn't a VFL premiership be different to a AFL premiership? Given because it's, now it's a, a continuation of the same competition. No, it's not. It's a national competition. Let's go to someone that's got a modicum of common sense. He's a genius when it comes to basketball, and he's damn good with footy as well. Johnny Casey is up in Sydney covering the World Cup of Basketball. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. How are you, Rooch? That is a tough question. I don't have an answer to it either, so I'm glad that you stumped Rooch. He's not often stumped. Kimbo, you've done well. Well, when, well, I was with the assistance of a few of the techs and a few of our listeners, but when he stumped, he's normally twists the story, as you know, Case. But, uh, <laughs> um, so it was a really good text from Steve saying about um, he's a North Melbourne supporter and he's saying he thinks they've got two in the VFL and two in the AFL and uh, references Port as well, counting the Sandful. Well, Steve, sure. Should it be all AFL once it was a national comp? Are you there? Hello, John. John. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were asking Rooch. I no, I've had Rooch. enough I of Rooch. I, I want some sanity. Uh, <laughs> no. I, well, look, to be honest with you, the VFL, the AFL is the extension of the VFL. Hmm. So I'm counting VFL and AFL flags together, the same as I'm counting sample flags for Port uh, as AFL. That's their that's their, their flags. So, But uh, you, when you throw up the amateur league moving into the sample, then that's a different competition. But it's a very interesting discussion that no one's ever going to agree on. Well, no, I, that I, is... would, I would hate to think what John Platten would do if he'd won one Brownlow medal in 86 and one in 94. What would he have, one or would he have two? Well, he'd have one in the VFL and one in the AFL. Let's go to basketball. The Opals got <laughs> off to a rough start, didn't they? <laughs> Losing to France, but they've won three out of four now. They're into the quarterfinals. 
Yes, massive game tonight as well, Kimbo, because uh, if they can win tonight against Japan and the result between Serbia and France, which is the game that's going to start at 5.30, you can watch that on ESPN through KO Freebies. If Serbia do us a favour and beat France mm-hmm. and we beat Japan, we finish top of the group. Now, if we finish top of the group, so we are heavy favourites to beat Japan. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that, although it is not a gimme. But we are favourites to win that game. I would say Serbia are favourites to beat France. So if we went to favouritism in those games, Australia would finish top of their group. And if they finish top of their group, they are almost guaranteed to play off for a medal, which... At the start of the tournament, my best case scenario for the Opals was playing off for bronze. And I think a medal of any colour here would be outstanding, given where the Opals are at at the moment, remembering they finished eighth in Tokyo 12 months ago mm-hmm. and only won one of four games. Uh, they're here without a recognised superstar, no Liz Cambage, who they've had in the past mm-hmm. or uh, before that, um, other superstars. So they're here as a collective team. And if they can medal here, it is a massive result for them. And uh, can I just say, being here in Sydney with the best basketball players in the world, the buzz here is absolutely outstanding. And these international events are going to keep rolling through as we head towards Brisbane uh, 2032 and the Olympics, uh, which includes the Women's World Cup of Soccer next year. It's just outstanding for our country, and I'm really happy to see so many people embracing it. Now, you've been talking about superstars. Uh, Lauren Jackson, how much court time has she been receiving? Well, look, uh, she's going to be a focus tonight in our pregame. And Lauren has not played a lot of minutes. She's averaging mm. six points a game, has a tournament high of nine against Serbia. The most minutes that she's played is 11 in the game against France and then also against Serbia. The other game, she's played eight and nine, which is about where I expected. I spoke pre-game, uh, pre-tournament about Lauren Jackson. I said she's going to be an impact player off the bench. She's not going to play huge minutes. Uh, but she's going to have an X-factor, and she's already proven in the game that she is an X-factor, and we've seen that already in the tournament where she turned a game, uh, and she'll turn another game before this tournament is over. But an interesting stat that I found was in the game against Mali that when she was on the floor, and let's remember that things didn't go completely all our way against Mali. Mali scored the first six points, led 10-2 after three and a half minutes, and we had to call timeout. Mm. This is the team ranked 37 in the world that we're expected to stomp all over, Mm, and all of a sudden we're down eight after three and a half minutes, and who comes in for Australia? Lauren Jackson comes in and changes the course of the game. She checked in, and we ended up leading at quarter time by 11, peeled off 19 unanswered points, and it was largely to due to Lauren Jackson. In fact, the stat from that game was that Lauren Jackson played 8 minutes 45 in that game, all before halftime. And in the 8 minutes 45 she was on the court, the score was 29-0 Australia. That's the impact she has. So, John, are you sensing the Opals are drawing energy from being at home or feeling the pressure of expectation at home? Which, Which one is it? No. Interestingly, Sandy Brondello addressed that today and said she says she said to the team, go out and enjoy this. You're playing in front yeah. of your home fans. Now, maybe easier said than done, but there is no doubt that they are bouncing off this crowd. And last night here was as loud as I've heard a women's basketball game, probably outside of the Olympics. The crowd were riding the game against Canada because it meant so much and because there were such massive swings in the game as well. In that opening quarter, Canada scored 11 without reply. In the second quarter, we scored 19 without reply, the Mm. lead at halftime. And there were just these massive runs. And when it came down to the clutch and we needed to get across the line, the crowd certainly were the sixth 
player on the court for the Opals because Good. they got behind them. Yep. And, you know, one person that our listeners at SEM will be very familiar with, Steph Talbot's having an outstanding yep. tournament. She rarely shows emotion on the court. She is one of those stoic, just deadpan, I'm playing and I've got my game face on. Well, last night she made a magnificent play down the stretch, apart from playing the whole game in, in very impressive fashion. But she actually got the ball, made a layup, that sort of iced the game and she turned around from making the layup and there was this huge smile on her face. And I thought, I've never seen Steph Talbot show so much emotion in a game. And I think it was largely due to the crowd. It's infectious. If they get loud and everything's making noise, then, you know, the players are embracing that. And there's no doubt in my mind, and I think there might have been a little bit of noise of affirmation for the referees as well going our way, and you certainly don't want to discourage that. G'day, Dale and Richardson, for that saying. Uh, another <laughs> South Aussie girl, a regular on our show, is Tess Madge, and we were wrapped when she was named as captain. Caught us by surprise a little bit how she's travelling. Yeah, look, you know, Tess started off slowly in that game where we lost to France, but it's since transpired that she was struggling with her knee injury. She was mm. came into the tournament not 100%, and I'm led to believe that she had some treatment on her knee that may have backfired a little, and rather than improve the situation, it made it worse, and it just took her a couple of days to get over that, but she's now back to her best. So I think we're going to see uh, more input from her. And We spoke about it just earlier on our pregame on ESPN that this is a collective performance from the Opals. As I said, there's no superstar. And Tess Magent has played her role. And last night against Canada, when we went on that 19-0 to run, Tess Magent was a big part of that. She knocked down two threes that helped turn the game. And it's those moments, you know, it may not be your night, but you can still make it, uh, you know, take your moment when it's there. And Tess Magent has certainly done that last night. And uh, I think her best is still yet to come. But uh, her leadership has been outstanding. And she shot the ball very well from long range. Against Marley, she had a tournament high 13 and was four of five from deep. She played 24 minutes against Canada last night. So that sort of suggests how important she is to the makeup of this team. John, is this World Cup doing the usual thing at World Championships where the rankings don't count? Someone fails to live up to their high ranking and some low-ranked team bites everyone else? No, in fact, the opposite has happened here, Rooch, and it's, I think it's a little bit disturbing for FIBA, to be honest with yeah. you, because the results here have been so lopsided that it hasn't really been a great advertisement for basketball overall. In fact, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. I think I'm right in saying there was only three games out of the 27 or eight that we've played so far that have been decided by less than 10 points. Yeah. Um, the USA obviously are obliterating teams. They've yeah. beat uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina today by 62. They've beaten uh, other teams by massive margins as well. They've set a record for the most points scored ever in the World Cup. Um, and I expected it would be a little closer but unfortunately, um, we haven't had the close games that we would have liked. World number two, Spain, isn't here because they didn't qualify. Mm -hmm. uh, they come through that strong European uh, qualification uh, and they missed out. Which um, So they're not here. And I think their absence has hurt the tournament. And also Nigeria isn't here after being left off the roster uh, because of political issues uh, late into the tournament. And that allowed Mali to come in at world number 37, replacing world number 14, okay. Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So... 
we've had lopsided results, which isn't great. And it really is tough because you want, particularly at the World Cup, you want the best nations there. We don't have Russia for obvious reasons. We don't have the world number two, Spain. And I think the tournament has suffered because of that. Mm, Hey, we saw Beck Allen go off the court in a wheelchair a couple of nights ago against Serbia, got the knee into the uh, ribs. Looks like she's okay. Will she be lining up again? Well, she's definitely going to play again, just exactly when. Now, tomorrow's a rest day for all the teams Mm. because uh, we play the last game tonight at 8.30 and then there's a rest day and then we go to Thursday, the four quarterfinals, Friday, the two semis, and then Saturday, the medal games get played. So she won't play tonight. I would doubt that she would play tonight, I should say, because I'm not on the selection committee, but I doubt she plays tonight. Uh, Rest day on Wednesday and she should be okay to go fingers crossed for the quarterfinal but uh, she's obviously so important to the team our leading scorer and uh, such a great defensive weapon as well former defensive player of the year in the WNBL and just renowned for her long arms and her ability to block shots and create havoc for the opposition so hopefully she will be back because it didn't look great when she went down she could barely breathe and you know it took a long time for them to get her back to her feet and as you say into the wheelchair and off she went but fortunately there's no structural damage um, but she plays a tough brand of basketball and she is wafer thin i mean i'm guessing that she's like 70 kilos or something and she's 6'3 she's there's not a lot to her and sometimes when people are setting screens and you need to bounce off one uh, that can hurt so she'll definitely play again it's just a matter of when and i say she won't play tonight because as i say if serbia beat france in the game before australia has to play that's going to change sandy brondello's outlook and the complexion of the game completely because if serbia beat france then we just have to beat Japan and we're there. And I don't think that they're going to risk, um, you know, playing Beck Allen there. And conversely to that, if we look at the uh, the worst case scenario, if France beats Serbia, then Australia is going to finish third because they'll be tied Australia and France and Canada in a three-way tie at the top. And we finish third given the points differentials with all that. So mm. if France win, we can only finish third. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they change the starting lineup and okay. certainly rest players. Well, boys, yeah. can I say, you can't go off in a wheelchair unless you lost the leg, all right? It was embarrassing. Uh, that was like, was it Paul Seedsman? <laughs> who was it? Who was it? Was it Travis? No, Paul Seedsman was carried off one day. Was it Paul Seedsman? Yeah. Yeah, and he's waving the crowd like and, he'll never play again, and he was fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, look, you know, to be honest, Kimber, the, the one that I remember the most like that was Wayne Carey, of all people. Wayne Carey was taken off the ground at the MCG, I think it was, in a night game. Uh, he put his shoulder out, and he was carried yeah. off the ground on a stretcher. And a week later, I was calling some boxing for Fox Sports, and November the Shingler, uh, a, a naturalised Australian from South Africa, was <laughs> in a world title eliminator. Now, if he wins this fight, he gets a crack at the world title, which is his boyhood dream. His whole career hinges on it. If he loses, he'll never get there again, probably. He threw his shoulder out, did the exact same injury that Wayne Carey did. He fought 10 rounds with one hand and just jabbed the guy. He fought for 10 rounds. The guy opposite him trying to kill him. And he had the same injury. And I thought, that gives me a little bit of perspective on how tough it is to be a boxer compared with a footballer. And that's certainly taking nothing away from how tough Wayne Carey was and footballers are. No, you've demoted but, uh, him. I hear what you're saying. No, you've demoted him. The king's a prince now. He's no longer the duck. He's a duckling. <laughs> hey, Case, you're an absolute ripper. All, all the best tonight. Uh, we look forward to listening and tough watching crowd. you on... What's wrong? That's a tough crowd. He is it, right? it, Well, it is. Right? Wow. Uh, now, Case, what time can we see on ESPN's coverage?
Yep, live on ESPN at 8.30 Eastern, so 8 o'clock Adelaide time through KO Freebies. You don't need to pay for it. You can watch the coverage. And uh, We've had Aaron Phillips here working on the coverage with us as well, but Narrowly Meadows and Jenny Screen from South Australia, Jenna O'Hay, the captain. All the stars are here and Kelsey Griffin as well. It's a great coverage, and I think you really enjoy it. And if you can't watch tonight's game, uh, let's hope you can watch the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals as well. And after you've done all that, Tune in at 9.30 on Sunday for Bungie and the Brett Star. We're going to put Andrew McLeod in the hot seat. He's be back from his voting on the uh, Norm Smith medal, and uh, there'll be plenty of fun on Sunday morning at 9.30. Oh, Case, you're an absolute cool. ripper. I tell you what, if Aaron Phillips doesn't get a kick in the showdown, as much as we love you and everyone does, they'll be hating on you for taking her out of her training <laughs> program. And one to leave you with, all right? One to leave you with. Here's a text. Roochie. Is the Tasmanian League part of the AFL? If not, how can the Sandful be? The Sandful is a separate league, just like the Waffle. We'll leave it as a statement. Good on you, Case. <laughs> Good on you, Kimbo. Thanks, Rooch. Uh, he's an absolute yeah, sure. ripper. Uh, what he doesn't know about basketball is not worth knowing. Exactly. I think statistically, he's got the great man Bruce covered. Ooh. It'd, that is a challenge. It'll be an interesting playoff. We should get them in. Okay. For a competition. What do you think? How do we judge this? Well, who gets answers right and who gets it wrong? How do you normally judge a competition? So we're going to do it. We're going to do like a quiz. Let's go to a break. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Been a bit of fun today, Roochie Roach, 5.23, the run home. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's Roach to finish us off for the day. We've got to get out by, what is it, 5.24 and 40 seconds. Hi, lads, hope all is well. So the VFL officially became the AFL in 1990. Colling would win the very first AFL flag, so I believe it should start from then. That's Ange from Croydon. Then he says, P.S., hey, Kim, when is Roach taking us for coffee at Willow Bend Cafe in Croydon? You do have to get off the cuff, Roach. Well, I'm taking your statement during the break that we're starting everything from today. So oh, everyone's the on dates. zero. Yep. So every bet is on zero. Yeah, Del- 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 every Del- ledger is on zero. So Del- we're on zero. Sorry, Ange, we're the starting, coffee's gone. We're starting. Oh, yeah, yeah everything's gone. All your housing zero. Loan, housing loan debts are gone. <laughs> everything on your visa card's gone. Well, you've declared it. All previous wives, their, their history. You are like the Pope who gave us the Gregorian calendar. This is now the Dylan dates. Everything, everything is on zero from now. From so today. the very first AFL premiership will start next year. Good luck, Gold Coast. <laughs> uh what a ridiculous way to finish the show, but I think we are done. Roach, looking forward to tomorrow's show. Novak Djokovic, still having trouble getting him. So he's got no Grand Slams. No, that's all. Everything history. has been wiped out. Everything. Roger starts Federer from makes today. a comeback. <laughs> all of that. All right, let's well, go. Anyway, good night, everyone. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.